Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Well, happy Monday to you wherever you are tuned in to Crusader Talk. Live on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3, supertalkhattiesburg.com. Also available on demand. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Crusader Talk. I'm Caleb Hamill. Josh West joins me here inside the studio. And back on the ones and twos, Will Tony punching all the right buttons and getting us safely through this hour of Crusader programming. And Will, I cannot uh, guarantee safety. <laughs> we uh, He has been through a lot over these past few weeks. Uh, you, uh, you're yeah. back in the saddle again. <laughs> and. Uh, freshly repaired I, I might add well well we'll see how the repairs work out but yeah I, I did have a surgical procedure last week and uh took a week off I, I will just say it is nice to not be inside my house yeah <laughs> that's that's never fun to be just house ridden whether it was you know for covid or for having anesthesia and having to be out for a week any of those things of being they don't let you drive for a week that's and so right. when, when you can't drive you can't really go anywhere and so you sit around the house and do nothing, which drives you insane. <laughs> you, so you do things like listen to podcasts or, you know, watch a little TV. I actually did. I listened to y'all, I think it was Tuesday evening, because I was still under from the anesthesia on Monday. But I, I did listen to y'all Tuesday. Good show. Well, I appreciate that, Will. I'm glad you're back once again. And now joining us for the first time on Crusader Talk, we'll bring him in here on the phone lines. We've got junior varsity soccer coach and just local soccer expert across Hattiesburg. Now, Tom Desanos. Tom, I feel like everybody knows you by your first name and first name alone. So, Tom, welcome in. Appreciate you guys for having me. Well, Tom, I think all of our listeners know, if they don't know you already, they can already tell from your voice that you had arrived here uh through means of either air or boat or some way of getting to America, because it does not seem like you were always from here. Tell us about your journey across the pond to get to William Carey. Well, this summer this summer marks 11 years I've been here now. I uh, originally got recruited to come out and play soccer at William Carey, and then once my four years was up, they uh, were kind enough to keep me on board as a, as a coach. And I've now been coaching here for the past six years now, I believe seven years yeah it's you're tallying them on up soon you'll be coaching as long as uh coach bobby hallford or steve knight i mean that's the long term that's the plan <laughs> create the legacy those two gents have created well you know certainly yeah a lot of the things that coincide with coaches around william carey are playing careers that started at william carey that happened for coach hallford and uh, several others in our university. For you, you were part of a, a pretty big year in your senior season in 2016. You captained the Crusaders that year. It was also, if recollection serves me right, was Coach Farrell's first season as well. But y'all tallied up some pretty big uh, titles along the way, just short of a national championship. Yeah, that senior season, I mean, it was by far my best season as a as a player. That was Coach first 
full season as a full-time head coach there. The, um, everything just clicked for us that year. So, yeah, the team really came together. We were, I'll say we were nothing special as a team, well, individually, but as a team we were, we were very solid. And um, we came together for some big performances. We picked up a regular season title, uh, a conference tournament title, and made it to the Elite Eight of the national tournament, knocking out the number one ranked team in the country along the way. Tom, this is Josh West. First of all, I just want to say good to talk to you again. And thank you so much for welcoming me into the Crusader family when I just got thrown in during the baseball softball tournament. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I appreciate you coming out. You did a, you did a great job on the day. I look forward to working with you, with you some more. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And you were talking about the chemistry of those teams and going back to your time as a player and, of course, the success of a year ago leading into this offseason, leading into the season now, kicking off in just a very short order. When you look at the chemistry of this group and you're around this group of actual varsity players, what are some things you're observing? What are some things you're picking up on with this group? Uh, a big thing is, and it's the same for me every season, is how well are the team getting along? How well are they playing together? It's not necessarily how fr- how friendly are they, it's just how well are they getting on and clicking off each other, both on and off the field. Because you, you'll see it at any level. It doesn't matter how good or how many individuals you have, how many good individuals you have on a team. If they can't play together, you're never going to achieve anything. So it's really important to see that team chemistry. So, Tom, for you now getting to see both William Carey Junior Varsity team and I, I'm going to actually go ahead and direct us into this. What really caught my eye to uh, bringing you on to the show today was what happened just a little over a week ago as you helped coach the Hattiesburg Football Club, uh, the women's team, that is, and you all showed out this season and were able to collect along the way a championship. Tell us about uh, what all that entailed. Uh, it was a big season for the, for the girls. The um, I took over. I, we started the program last summer, and I took over with five days' notice last year. Wow! And um, last last year we um, we went on to the semi-final of the of the conference playoffs, which for a first season program was good. But uh, by our standards and by the standards of the girls that we had, wasn't good enough. So um, we we made that a big part this year. We set three goals at the beginning of the summer to say, look, we're gonna we're gonna re- win the regular season. We're going to win the playoffs, and we're going to do it unbeaten. And then just game, we took it game by game, and win after win, couple of the draws thrown in there as well. But we achieved all three goals that we set out for at the beginning. So you achieved the GCPL Cup Championship, however you want to phrase that. And uh, congratulations to that team uh, for a terrific season and championship. And for the people that are not familiar with Hattiesburg Football Club, a lot of players have come up through that society and have become crusaders along the way as well yeah i think we started the season with about a squad of i think 28 29 and i think 17 or 18 of them have played for hfc at the youth level the majority having played since they were five or six years old all the way up through u18s and then into college and some coming in in the late years but at some point about 18 of those girls have represented hfc at the youth level so it's great seeing the uh homegrown talent really shining through um, through now into the adult adult soccer and into the college college life coming back during the summers and really really setting the standard for the local girls here. Yeah, Josh, I, I can think back to whenever we had a women's soccer podcast theme back on March 20th. We talked to Lauren Jones. She was actually a Hattiesburg Football Club uh, 
partner as well. I think a Chloe Strickland actually went through there as well. She was also on that episode. Uh, but Tom, you know, looking ahead to this season, what can we expect for the Crusaders uh, as a men's soccer team? We're going to ask Coach Farrell this in a little bit as well. But coming off of a national championship runner-up situation, I mean, do the Crusaders reload and get right back to where they were, or where do we stand? I mean, that's that's always the plan, year in, year out. Is same as um, same as I said with the HFC girls. Some of look for that regular season title, look for that conference tournament title, and then look look towards the national title. That's a uh, the same three goals at the beginning of every year. Tom, with the growth of the MLS, with the, with the growth of uh, both the men's and women's national teams, and just we've seen a lot of that in, in just terms of popularity here stateside over the last five, ten years, have you been able to see that in, ter- in terms of the, the popularity, the energy, the passion from these young kids coming up through and, and just the depth of talent that you're working with now and developing? Oh, it's massive. Even in the, yeah, I've been here 11 years and the change from when I first came, come here is night and day. The, um, the enrollment in the youth soccer level has skyrocketed in the, that 11 years. You'll, you'll go over Tatum Park uh, every week, every weekend you'll see kids out there playing football, playing soccer, sorry. And that, that's all they want to do now. So you see it, they're getting involved at a younger and younger age and now you're seeing it at the older age groups because where they've been playing for so long, you're now working with a higher level of talent come that, uh, U16, U19, U18 age group. Now, so with with the growth of soccer, of course, you we you know across the pond it's football. With us here coming up, it's going to be American football time in America, and it grabs so many of the headlines. But when you're not playing soccer, as we call it, uh, are you picking up golf clubs, or or what are you doing when it's that secondary sport for you? What what's your interest? I tell you, what, I got into the American football in the NFL about three years ago. A group of friends of mine needed an extra player for their, for their fantasy league, so I said, "You know what? Why not? Let's uh, let's get involved and see what it's about." And now, since then, every every Thursday, every Sunday, every Monday night, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glued to that TV when I can watching the NFL. That's great. Now, just to kind of wrap it up, we got about thirty seconds left here, Tom. Uh, yay or nay? Ted Lasso is a, a show that you enjoyed. Oh, I love it. I love it. I haven't seen the third season yet, and I've fallen behind, but the first two seasons, I've loved it. Yeah, I haven't seen the third season yet either. I've got to actually renew my Apple TV Plus to get back on it, but I I thoroughly enjoyed that show. And, Tom, we really appreciate you joining us here on this episode of Crusader Talk, and best of luck throughout all your different soccer endeavors. Uh, Pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll see you around, Tom. That is Tom Desanos, head coach of the JV men's soccer team, William Carey, and all-around football expert in Hattiesburg, coach for Hattiesburg Football Club women's team, and also helps us out with uh, media, sports information, jack-of-all-trades. Watch out when he starts winning his American Football League, playing that fantasy. I'm telling you, my fantasy football team is about to have their draft here in a couple weeks, and if they have it again on a Friday night where I have a high school football game to cover and I'm having to do auto-draft, I'm going to be very upset. But... We will turn the page and talk about the varsity action of William Carey men's soccer as we are joined by Coach Barry Farrell on the other side of this timeout. Stick around. Crusader Talk continues. Talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. 
Great conversation with Tom earlier in the program. If you missed that one, just joining us on the radio side. You can catch it on demand in podcast form shortly after the show concludes later tonight. Caleb Hamill, Josh West, Will Tony with you. And now we're joined by head coach of the men's soccer team at William Carey. The first time on this iteration of Crusader Talk, Coach Barry Farrell joins us. Coach, how are you? Hey, Josh. I'm Caleb. Appreciate you having me on. Well, it's good to have you on and to hear your voice, Coach. We are on the cusp of a brand new soccer season, and for the past six years, or excuse me, seven years, as you've been head coach of the Crusaders, there have been many successes, and it's become heightened expectations over the years. Uh, especially when you look at the fact that the Crusaders finished in the top two of the national tournament a year ago. How do you handle, as a coach, the pressures of these heightened expectations over the tenure of your career? Yeah, I mean, it kind of drives me, you know, going forward. Um, I always have high expectations for for the group coming in every year, and 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 this group this year is 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 nothing different. Um, you know, every year it's I hate saying every year is a a rebuilding year. Every year is a year for us to be challenging for obviously trophies on the in the in the conference but you know our main goal is is to try and get that that main trophy on the the national level well it's a tough battle each and every year and you know last year was no different and i'm sure for everybody out there following the team yeah they expect the success but they also expect the grind along the way what were some of the biggest hurdles for your team as they approached that precipice of a national championship game last year um on on in, in terms of we, we had a we had a really young team um, in the last couple of years, and just trying to get um, you know just trying to get those players on on, on course of everybody else um, to try and compete for you know conference championships, national championships. Um, it's, it's that hurdle of preseason getting all the players on board in terms of what you want to how you want to play and, and and what you want to bring forward to the team. Go, um, going into the opening games and then obviously into the conference tournament. Now, Coach, you uh, have the same line under your name as a lot of different coaches at William Carey with the fact that you are a former player for the Crusaders uh, from back in 2006 when you first got your physical education degree. For you as now head coach of the Crusaders, what kept you around to come back and be the head coach of this team? Yeah, it's a good question, and I, I think William Carey does the university does a, a good job in, in in hiring with it. You know, I, I know you guys talked a, a little bit about some of the coaches that have stayed around for thirty, forty years. Um, they're given opportunities earlier in their career, maybe their their early twenties. Um, I just had a love and affection of William Carey. You know, I obviously came over and played as a student athlete and. And kind of stayed on in every role, uh, whether it was just a volunteer assistant or a student assistant, um, and kind of just worked hard at it, and, and, and was given an opportunity in in 2015 to come on as a an interim head coach. And and lucky enough, then in in the year after, I was given the the head coach, and uh, I've just gone kind of gone with it. So take me back to your playing days. What initially uh-huh. brought you to join William Carey in Hattiesburg? It was. I'd come over on a, on a on a tour from from Ireland. Originally, that's where I'm, I'm from, and um, we played a couple of teams, some some Division One teams, Memphis and, and Hofstra. And the former coach Dan had seen me play and, and actually traveled over to Europe and 
and wanted me to come over um, and be be the striker for William Carey back in 2001. And I really didn't really know anything about William Carey. I think I was the first Irish player at the university at the time, and uh, it was just an exciting challenge for me. And you know, I wanted to stay in school and play at a high level and. Um, I did some research on the university. We were located down on the, the coast at the time in in, um, in Gulfport, Biloxi area. And um, so, yeah, it's it's a long time ago now, but some some favorable memories as well. Barry, this is uh, Josh West. Happy to have you on. Look forward to covering the team here in the very recent weeks to come. And yep. when when I, when I hear your story of being recruited and, and getting to William Carey, it, it's those type of same feelings and emotions that you're able to go out and recruit with uh, having your own story, but also having the story of the success that you've had. With today's players, when you're out there recruiting, and it is a global recruiting net that you're casting now, how has that process changed and how does it look give fans a feel uh for what you go through uh to be able to get those players here on campus and get them acclimated to william carey yeah it's it's a really tough process you know obviously you guys see the the kind of outcome on the field but there's so much ins and outs of the, the process and especially with the international students um with visa applications and you know eligibility issues etc um, so I've used my experience of obviously being a student athlete, an international student athlete. Um, the biggest difference is probably um, the parents now are, are hugely involved, which is which is great, you know. But sometimes I think that the student athletes, you know, I'm always looking this year, especially we we really doing our homework and trying to bring in maybe an ex- more experienced player, a transfer player. Um, I want to say in the last two, three years, we brought in some some really uh, talented freshmen, but maybe just lack that experience. And, and for me, it's balance is, is, is hugely important. So I feel we've done our homework this year in, in getting the right balance on the team, um, getting those experienced players with the kind of youth and, and energy that's needed from the freshmen also. Coach, we talked you know, several months ago with Coach Danny Owens about this, and it applies to your team as well. With having so many players uh, from different countries, especially those that speak Spanish, how is the communication amongst players, especially during gameplay? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. Um, spring was difficult, you know, and we've really kind of one of our expectations and uh, for preseason is to, to make sure that you know the Spanish-speaking players communicate in English you know when we go into games yes they're, they're great at communicating in their own language but you know when you're paired from somebody else from from Europe whether it's England Ireland um, you know they don't have it's not that they don't want to talk they just don't have the voice or the words to get across so for preseason that is huge we've got to communicate in English even though some of them are you know a little bit uh, maybe in their English language center and they're, they're struggling with their English but it's something we do in, in, in training and obviously at breakfast in the locker room. You know, you have to you have to engage in different nationalities, sit across the, the table from maybe somebody else from a different country, pair them up in, in, in rooms when we're on the road as well, but they're not always speaking their own language because at the end of the day, communication is extremely important in, in, in soccer. So I think we've, we've done a good job in the first week of preseason and uh, hopefully that continues. 
He's Barry Farrell. He is the head coach of the men's soccer program at William Carey here on Crusader Talk. And uh, this is Josh again, coach. And yeah, you, you talked about the the language barrier. But, you know, I think yeah. about things like body language, smiling, laughter, energy. Those are things that are universal. And then aside from those things that are just top of mind that are a given, what are some things that translate so well across all the cultures, across all the languages that have to be there for the team to be successful as they are developing that second or third language? It's got to be, it's a good question. It's got to be the energy. You know, we've talked about it and and body language, like you said, is extremely important and players will go, you know, they'll, they'll have, especially freshmen, they'll, they'll, they'll start on a high, take a little dip and then kind of level out at the end. But just bringing that energy, you know, whether whether you speak the language or not, or you're having trouble, coming into training every day with, with that energy in training sessions, or whether it's in the gym sessions or speed training that we're doing now as well, just that, that kind of, I want to say, bounces off each other. And, and you, might have, you might be having a bad day, and, and just seeing somebody with that high energy in training will just kind of ignite you and, and, and get you going again. So I feel that's 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 extremely important for for every player, whether you're a starter or, or, or you know coming off the bench for us. And, and we've got just under a minute here in this segment, but one follow up to that from a team building standpoint, what have been some things that have had steady success in the program to be able to further build those relationships off the pitch? Yeah, it's just getting the, the group together. You know, sometimes you know we put them in different situations, but. You know, this past weekend, I know the guys had, you know, a freshman initiation and just getting together and, and learning each other's cultures as well. So um, even when we go on the road as well, you know, where there's guys just playing cards, etc. in the hotel, little small details like that um, go a long way for the season. So you always eat good, right? Always eat. Always eat good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would assume. That's what I would assume. Hey, the best team DJ, friendships DJ, are made DJ. in the calf. There, Josh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> DJ will let you know about that when we're on the road. Oh goodness. Well, Coach Farrell, we hope we can uh, have you on for another segment. Is that all right? Yeah, for sure. All right. He is Coach Barry Farrell, head coach of the men's soccer team at William Carey, talking all things relating to these 2023 Crusaders. And we're going to see a lot more of what they bring to the pitch here in this upcoming season. We are just days away from seeing Coach Farrell's team in action. Stick around. More men's soccer talk here on the other side of the timeout. From the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Matt with more here on Crusader Talk. You're on this Monday evening. Glad you're joining us for our men's soccer themed edition of Crusader Talk. Once again, joining us for the first time on the program, Coach Barry Farrell, head coach of the men's soccer team. We've talked a lot about your background as a coach leading into the season and also 
just a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to how many moving pieces it takes to get a team on the pitch. And this 2023 team is no different. Coach, you alluded to the fact that it's always a bit of a reloading or rebuilding type of situation year in and year out. What are some of the biggest pieces that were taken away from your team from the transition of 2022 to 23? Yeah, we lost. I mean, we lost three players to NCAA Division One: um, uh, Carlos Fernando, Joaquin Suarez, and, and Brandon Birmingham. All had you know fantastic seasons, especially Brandon being you know player of the year in the conference. Um, so you know those guys have gone on and, and and hopefully do you know do great things and 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 hopefully become professional in the end after after their career um we've brought in we brought in 12 new players this season um six six are transfers and then six are freshmen so it's a good it's a really good balance um we had to bring in you know losing so many experienced players we we had to really go out and do our homework and get in you know some top players in the NAI that are we brought in two graduate players um fifth year players with the covid year and and they've come in and and really hit the ground running in in preseason um but then we brought in some some really top junior college players as well um with the balance of the freshmen as well like i said to, to give you that energy um but every every year is a unique a unique season and this uh, this seems to be like a really really good group uh to work with that's what every crusader fan wants to hear especially coming Uh off of a national championship berth last year and and coach it's always about just getting that next step achieved you know Uh getting one more win on the season getting to that next level well coach it feels like that's the only step that's left for this team uh, under your direction and what does it take you know just kind of looking back at that team last year and looking ahead to this year what does it take to get all of those things to line up to send your team to the very final game of the year? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a great question. Um, there's there's been a couple of things we've done off the field, and 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 obviously our athletic director DJ has, has played a big part in that. Um, we we've we've worked we we started working with traction here in Hattiesburg. Uh, that have I've always kind of uh, wanted to bring in some some um, speed training and obviously those guys are professional strength and conditioning coaches it's something that we've lacked at Kerry over the years a full-time strength and conditioning coach so we've, we've brought that in this year I felt in, in previous seasons coming down the stretch where it really really matters we, we've got extremely tired our legs have been tired our legs have been heavy um, just you know and, and not having that full-time strength and conditioning coach so this is our second week. We've jumped on board with traction. We're into our second week uh, today. Started our second week, so working a lot with the speed training and lower body. That obviously prevention of injury is huge, and and hopefully that will benefit down the down the stretch at the you know the conference and obviously the national tournament where we're a little bit stronger, we're a little bit fresher when it counts. We'll jump on in here with uh, Coach Farrell. Yeah, I, I had one question, really just piggybacking off of that without knowing you were going to talk about that. You talk about strength and conditioning uh, mm-hmm. and how important that is. Nutrition has to be of the utmost importance when it comes to a collegiate athlete. Uh, yep. And now, obviously, you've got so much time that you spend together. Are you literally doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
with the team and monitoring their intake and uh, or are you kind of just telling them look this is what you need to be doing uh and we're going to leave it to you is, is it what what kind of situation is that yeah it's it's we again that's another step i think William Carey needs to take in in terms of getting a full-time nutritionist um and uh, you know that would be brilliant in the future, maybe next year, on top of uh, the strength and conditioning coaches. We can monitor. We do a really good job. So in breakfast and preseason, we purchase all the breakfast. Obviously, you want that team bonding in the locker room. So we can kind of monitor what they eat in, in the locker room, and especially when we're on the road as well. Um, cafeteria has improved um, since last year. and I know they've made some huge upgrades in the cafeteria in terms of the food and the actual building um, starting in the fall. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But, you know, wh- whether it's William Carey or a D1 team, you know, once 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 your player goes off campus, it's it's hard to, tr- to track what they eat. Um, now, you bring in that experienced player that looks after himself, and, and I feel this group do look after themselves, um, and they play in the summer, and, you know, they're always in the gym. They're, you know, they're nearly fighting to get out, out of the gym. Um, and they're making requests to us what they want to eat in, in for breakfast, etc. And it's 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 healthy food as well. So it's got better over the years. Is it is it what we need? No, no you know we still need a full time nutritionist. I feel at William Carey, but you know little by little we're getting there. Um, and obviously working with the strength and conditioning coaches this year, and hopefully maybe a nutritionist next year. That that's, that might take what it takes to, to win a national championship, those small details. You know, guys, I, I had the privilege of over Easter teaching a college Sunday school class in which a couple of these soccer players came by and uh, participated in. In my just absolute brain fart of a moment, said, what is everyone's favorite Easter candy? thinking that's a great question for all these college students. <laughs> all these soccer players, man, just gave me these funny looks. We're like... Mm, I I really don't like sweets. Um, and a couple of them got crafty and said, "Does dark chocolate count?" Yeah. And that's about as close to anything that could be in my Easter basket that we got to with those guys. Dark they are serious counts. about it. Dark chocolate counts. Absolutely, it, it counts for those yeah. that actually said it. Some of them talked about uh, some of their uh, favorite pastries or whatever over in uh, their native countries, and that got me even hungry right there at nine o'clock at church. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, we talked about these different steps towards a, a chasing a national title, and then I just think about the brand. You know, I, I look at the the branding, the logos, the uniforms, the top ten national ranking in terms of an athletic program, and how that fuels recruiting and fuels um, the, just the changes in campus. And as you mentioned, the changes to the quality of food and just the the atmosphere in the cafeteria, all the different things all the different pieces now falling into place. How much does the symmetry, uh, just the momentum of this athletic program aid in your ability to be able to put this team together every year? Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it obviously start, starts with DJ. You know, DJ, DJ Pulley's done a great job coming in as um, head athletic director and, 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 and keeps pushing the envelope on, on small details. What? Like what you what it takes to, to to make these steps, you know. We just don't want to be the top a top ten team, you know. We don't want to celebrate hey being the tenth best team in the NAI. We want to be number one, you know. I I'm big if if you know me, where I hate to lose. I don't celebrate second, third, tenth. So it's like their disappointment 
disappointing seasons for 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 me as a coach. We want to be number one, and and so does so does every team in the athletic department. Um, and I think we do, we do a really good job as a coaching staff. Um, I know in soccer, you know, bouncing ideas off each other and and really pushing every sport to 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 get to that national championship. I've, I really feel we're close now. We've done a great job in the last couple of years as an athletic program. But these next, you know, two, three years, we, we really need to be pushing, just not soccer, but every sport. We, we really need to be pushing on and winning more national championships. Because, like you said, if, if everything is, is fitting into place, like strength and conditioning coach, hopefully a nutritionist in the future, um, everything is there set up for the facilities at, at William Carey, you know, uh, are fantastic for, for a small private Christian university. Um, we've got it. We've got to do everything we can as coaches and as players to to start bringing back more national championships rather than just conference championships. You know, we 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 kill it at the conference level. You know, winning the Commissioner Cup every every year, but we start. We've got to start bringing back national championships more. I feel. Um, we think you're the man for the job, coach, with that kind of attitude and the programs that you've had over the past few years. So. We look ahead to what is to come for William Carey here in the 2023 schedule. Walk us through kind of how this all is laid out for your team approaching the SSAC schedule and then also into the national picture as well. Yeah, I mean, it's an extremely tough conference. Right now, on the men's side, it's the number one conference in, in the nation. You know, you had four teams in the top 14 in the nation in terms of Dalton State, Mobile, William Carey, and Life University. And we've just added Tennessee Southern, who are typically a top 25 team. The, the schedule, I don't want to say it's favorable, but we have all those teams at home now. So we play Mobile at home. We play Life at home. We play Dalton State at home. Um, where we, we played them on the road last year, just kind of reverses every, every year. Um, we've got a preseason game coming up. Um, this Friday, and then we, we, we actually travel and we play a University of Memphis, a Division One team, away next middle of next week. That will give a good preparation for kind of what expects because they're they're a top twenty five Division One team. Um, but the schedule is it, it's it's balanced where there's there's we're playing five six top top fifteen teams, um, and then obviously get into the conference tournament. So. You want to do well in the regular season. You want to be you want to be up in the top ten, obviously, and then um, going into the the regular season of the conference. You know, I think since I've started, we we've been either one or two in the last seven years. So it's always first or second, um, and then the conference tournament. Obviously, we've done really well in that in, in previous seasons, and then just kicking on. They've changed up the national format a little bit for the national tournament. Um, I think it's a little bit more fair for for some of the teams. And, and like you said, we want to be playing in December and the season not over in October. We want to be going. The guys ask us all the time, hey, when we, you know, the season's over December 5th. That's when the national tournament is. That's right. We want to see that team in Wichita, Kansas for the Men's Soccer National Championship. Coach, thank you so much for joining us here on Crusader Talk this Monday. And uh, best of luck throughout the season. We hope to visit with you again sometime soon. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Caleb. All the best. All right, that is head coach of the men's soccer team, Coach Barry Farrell, breaking down everything related to the 2023 Crusaders. 
first preseason poll, by the way, for NAIA men's soccer comes out next Monday. We'll get to recap that on our Very show nice. next week. Also give a preview of the women's soccer side of things as well. we still got one more segment to go here on this edition of Crusader Top. We'll wrap things up with you next. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment of Crusader Talk coming at you here from the Super Talk Hattiesburg studio. Live on 97.3 every Monday night at 7 p.m. if you're driving in your car. If you typically catch it in podcast form, you can be ahead of the curve. Listen to us live. We'll do it live. I, when oh, yes. I was working in television, I used to hate when people said, we'll just do it live. I'm just like, no. No. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have closed captioning requirements on the radio side. That's right. <laughs> A lot less moving pieces to get this show done. That's why everybody's doing podcasts these days. But, yeah. hey, we love doing this one on uh our Super Talk Hattiesburg website, radio station, and on demand as well. It, it's been a lot of fun, not just to talk about these teams that are active in their seasons or about to begin their seasons, but also, again, getting that look behind the curtain and getting to see the true personalities of these coaches before they either step on the court or the field and, <laughs> and get into full blown you know, coaching mode. That and to see the passion that they have for their teams before they get into competition. Because you're going to see it in the middle of the competition, oh, one, yeah. way, one way or the other. But to hear them talk about the passion they have for their teams, there's nothing better. How good is this town? How good is this university to be able to have the collection of coaches and the collection of athletes across the spectrum? you got to have great people yeah. to have the success that they've had. And they've got visionaries. They've got people that are just wired differently in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just impressive. And and so you've got me extremely fired up. Um, I'm ready. Let's go. Kick off coming up in a little less than two weeks now. That's right. So upcoming countdowns. We talked all things volleyball last week. If you missed that one, again, you can catch it on demand. You can go to supertalkhattiesburg.com and find the Crusader Talk uh, podcast linked there. Uh, also through the William Carey website, go WCU Crusaders. There's a link at the top as well that will take you there to the archives. But volleyball is just four days away before they have their little. They called it a tri match initially. Now there's a lot more teams involved. So Cinco. We will call it the William Carey Invitational. <laughs> in which case they'll be having shortened matches and just kind of a run around. They'll have Pearl River Community College, Itawamba, Pensacola Christian, and. One more, and I had it last week, and I forgot. I think it's Bishop something. Anyway, a whole lot of different teams. William Gary is actually going to split into two different teams. I think we should call it the Cinco match. I think that sounds better than the Invitational. I feel like you'd have to do that in May, though, and do a Cinco de Mayo. No, no, no. That is contrary to the mission statement and purpose of William Gary University. (laughs) And we did the, by the way, we did the baseball tournament. Uh, it was either the That's SSAC. an inside joke from a former student. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. We did uh, 
Josh and I together, I think, were doing games together on the baseball tournament side. It was either SSAC or NAIA uh, on Cinco de Mayo. No, I take it back. We did it on May the 4th because we had the Star Wars uh, type of uh, oh, themes. Oh, how many Star Wars the next puns day we did, did we have? Many, many Star Wars puns. The Force was with him. Yeah. Yep. These are not the puns you're looking for. Right. But anyway, we had, we had a lot of fun with those, just thinking back. All right, so that's four days left to go before volleyball begins. Twelve days until both men's and women's soccer get their seasons officially underway. You heard Coach Farrell, though, say that there are a couple exhibition games on the horizon for the Crusaders before that official start day of August 19th. Uh, other countdowns in order, men's basketball 82 days away before their opener against University of Southern New Orleans. And then women's basketball, 87 days away before the Sun Conference SSAC Challenge, where they'll face Ave Maria. So those are the sports that are on the horizon. Josh, kind of final thoughts today as we wrap up this episode of Crusader Talk. We finally got back, uh, just thinking about church. I mentioned Sunday school earlier. We finally got some of the college students that are in town for band camps and a couple other things before the official school year gets started. And move-in is just around the corner as well. But it was so cool that the lesson this past week was about being on the right side of history and relating it back to the days of the different kings of Judah, King Josiah and King uh, Jehoiakim, and how different that father-son duo were from one another. You know, King Josiah is such a great king, uh, really honored the Lord and his message, whereas his son completely left the word in the dust and rejected it. And we told everybody in the Sunday school class, truly being on the right side of history means truly being rooted in Scripture and knowing who God is and what Christians truly should stand for. Sure. Yeah, well said. And, you know, that's what uh, is part of going back to what we said at the beginning of this segment. You know, why is this university so successful? It's because of the people, Mm -hmm. what makes William Carey special. It is that faith-based community. It is that Christian atmosphere. Um, There is a different type of brotherhood, sisterhood, that is at William Carey, and it's because of faith. And and that carries in everything they do. It's the type of people there are. And so here we are just less than a handful of days away from getting another athletics calendar rolling. There's also the calf. And when you have fried chicken Wednesdays, it's hard to be, you know, out of fellowship with people when you have fried chicken Wednesdays at the calf. You sing that song, God, You Are So Good, and that line gets repeated over and over in that song. But, man, when I think about fried chicken in the calf. You are not kidding. Oh, yes. God, you're so good. All right, that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Crusader Talk. Once again, I want to thank Coach Farrell and Tom for joining us earlier in the program. For Will Tony and my co-host Josh West, I'm Caleb Hamill, wishing you a good night, God bless, and go Saders. Mississippi Media Production.